Hi, Dory. Hello. <laughs> Greetings. Good afternoon. Greetings from Greetings. quarantine. Salutations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All I'm going to say is good thing we figured out this remote thing. Just in time. You know, just in time. Oh, because... Oh, you hear, do you hear my dog in the background there? Mel, or the dog? Mel has a foster dog, and he's so cute. I have a foster cute. dog. He's cute. He's a little needy. Yeah. A little needy. I understand needy he, dogs. I got one of those. Yeah, he's had, <laughs> he's had a rough afternoon. Um, we went on a walk, and a bird pooped oh, on him. Oh, no. <laughs> he, he didn't notice. I noticed. He did not notice. <laughs> Uh, and then he, we got home and he barfed up his breakfast and then he, and then he barfed up his lunch. (laughs) So, so he's a, he's a little, he's fiending right now for a treat that he could not have. So, no, so bear with the the whines that you're going to hear. Hopefully he'll start chewing his many toys. He's got back here that are very noisy, but that's what we do. That's what we're doing. So yeah, I'm in Montana. I'm fostering a dog from a rescue. If anybody's in Montana and wants to adopt a very sweet yeah, dog. Yeah, please. He needs a home. Please. He's very sweet. He's very cuddly. It's just a, just a day. We've yeah. had a day. We've all had a day. We've all a had a month. week. We've all yeah. had a month. A year, 2020, coming to 2020. ruin our lives. <laughs> so we are recording Sunday um what is it the 22nd maybe march 22nd as of right now this ever-evolving situation dory is in los angeles where they are on complete lockdown pretty much yeah yeah stay at home order, shelter at home or shelter in place order i forget what it's called basically you can leave to go to the doctor to go to the grocery store the pharmacy and that's it like Everywhere else is closed. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like to go on a walk. I went, I took zero on a walk last night and the streets were empty. And I've literally never seen that as long as I've lived in Los Angeles. It was so creepy. I was rushing home because it felt so weird to be by myself in this big city. And you were texting me yesterday on your adventure to try to find toilet paper and full disclosure mel and i were supposed to record yesterday and i had to text her and ask her to move it to today because i had an emotional breakdown in the morning and i did not have the energy (laughs) to record because i was not one of those people who went and stocked up like crazy and hoarded when all of that was happening like a week and a half ago, because I don't believe in that. I think that's disgusting. Like you see the people with carts full of all this stuff that they can't possibly need for just themselves and their family. And I didn't want to be part of the problem. Cut to yesterday, (laughs) me being not me not wanting to be part of the problem led to me having a big problem on my hands when I got down to my last roll of toilet paper and I was like, I mean, I gotta, I gotta find something. <laughs> this is going to be dicey. Yeah. Um, and I had been going throughout the week here and there to like a store here, a store there. I went to Whole Foods once. I went to Target once. I went to CVS once. So it wasn't like I was just sitting there waiting. I was trying. I just wasn't doing yeah. the full court press. So yesterday I got down to my last roll of toilet paper and I woke up at the crack of dawn to go find some. I go to Target, nothing, like no paper goods at all, not even a box of Kleenex. Then I go to CVS, nothing. I go to Rite Aid, nothing. I go to Vaughn's, one of the big Um, grocery store chains out here and there is a line through the parking lot because they're only letting people in like 10 at a time into the grocery store and and there was no way I was going to wait two hours in a line for toilet paper I just couldn't do it so then I go to Walgreens and they didn't have big packs of toilet paper but you know the little single rolls you can get like at a bodega yeah. of the worst toilet yeah. paper you've ever used in your life. <laughs> they, they had some yep. single rolls 
and you could get the limit was two. So I grabbed two and I was like, you know what, this will get me through the next couple of weeks and then I'll figure something out. Maybe my mom can ship me some toilet paper from Cleveland. I'll figure it out. And as I'm walking away with these two sad, depressing rolls of toilet paper in my hands, I see an employee from the store roll a cart around the corner and I see a box and on that box, it says Angel Soft. And I've never been happier in my life to see Angel Soft. I almost cried. I could have kissed that man. He started stocking the like larger packages of toilet paper. And he could not even stock them fast enough. As soon as he put one on a shelf, someone took it down. I heard someone in the store go, get some back, somebody back there to help him do crowd control. Crowd control oh, for toilet paper. It was bizarre, but I felt so accomplished just getting two packs yeah. of toilet paper. So you, so you got some packs. Okay, so you're pretty much good. I'm stocked. I have okay. 24 rolls. I got the two packs. The two pack limit. I'm good for the time being. Yeah. Now, Clorox wipes yeah. are another story. Those oh. are nowhere to be found. I can't. No, I can't find those in Montana either. Yeah. <laughs> You can't find them, can't they find don't them online anymore. They're or, gone. No, no, they were. It's a memory. Yeah. But you know what? Do you know what? When you saw that employee with the Angel Soft rolling up, you know what that was? That was a that- Godwin. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Godwin if I've ever. That heard was one. absolutely a Godwin. I've never been happier <laughs> to see Angel Soft. The words Angel Soft in my life, like I could have cried, and. I also, I, it was at a Walgreens where I found this toilet paper. I will be frequenting that Walgreens for the rest of my life because I really like how they do business. Not only, yeah, so <laughs> not only because they had toilet paper, but the lady at the front was yelling at people who weren't acting right. And I really appreciated that. She was like, sir, sir, six feet away from the lady in front of you. Back up. I was like, that's yes, good. that's what I want. Then... Two minutes later, I hear her, ma'am, don't lick your fingers and then touch something on a shelf. That's disgusting. At at Walgreens. And I was like, you know what? I'm coming here for the rest of my life. I love this woman. She is taking this seriously while all these people out here are being stupid. I'm here for it. So yeah, no, I appreciate that. We need that. We need more of that. When she yelled at that man or that lady to not lick her fingers and then touch something on the shelf, I... I was in love. What was she doing Look at her fingers in Walgreens anyway? Has, but hasn't this huh. pandemic taught you just how disgusting people are? The fact that yes. people are having to look at tutorials on how to wash their hands is the most disgusting thing. I saw one video of someone washing their hands and they're like, don't forget your thumbs. Who forgets to wash their thumbs? Where are we? What were people doing before? It's taught me that people are really hate to give up their routines. Yeah, they are. I mean, I'm so I'm in Montana. We are still allowed. We don't have a shelter in place, but they're still they've closed the restaurants. They've everyone's working from home that can. And they have the six feet, you know, six feet mm-hmm. rule. Uh but I, I mean, I'm, I'm across from a park and I see people playing basketball there every day. And I'm like, what the, what the hell are you doing? I see like families bringing their kids there to like play together on the swings. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. But, but I'm also, so this, I'm also like, I'm built for self. Yeah, we are totally made for this. This is our moment. We are made for this. I was basically already doing yeah. that. Now I just have an excuse not to go to the gym. I was actually thinking so. about you. I was like, how interesting that Mel went to self-isolate and then got a double isolation on top of it like yeah. you you yeah. moved to montana for this purpose yeah well temporarily moved although at, at this point i'm gonna stay here as long as i can because i don't want to i don't want to dip a toe in that la shit show until i have you to. really don't it's a disaster well so we decided to record this <laughs> i don't know are we calling it a coronavirus yeah edition? we just i feel I like know. this is i mean it sounds more to me like a therapy session, but we are. Yeah. yeah, this is our quarantine edition. Like, we just wanted to check in and talk about what we're doing, yeah. how we're holding up. And 
honestly, most importantly, what is getting us through this? Yes, yes. I I just have one more question before we switch gears to what is bringing us joy. I know you work for a hospital. What's what's going on with what you're doing? I mean, I know you're not like in the met in the trenches. Well, yes, I am not a healthcare provider, um, but I work at a hospital. I work in the marketing department, so um, I'm a writer for the website, essentially. So it has been madness, is all I can say. Um, We started working at home this past week, and I... You know, I was working harder at home than I ever was in the office this past week just because our main job working for the website is to get information out to our patients um, and to prospective patients. And things were changing so quickly and rules were changing so quickly and policies were changing so quickly that it was madness. Like I would sit on my I would sit down on my couch at nine in the morning and just, I wouldn't even like get up to go to the bathroom or eat something because things were changing so rapidly. And, you know, this is a really difficult time for a lot of our patients. We have, I work at a cancer center. So every patient there is immuno um, suppressed because they're on chemo or radiation or have gone through, um, surgery or have had a stem cell transplant, a bone marrow transplant. So they're really scared. And, you know, it's hard to figure out how, how they're going to manage this fear, you know, because the world is in a, is in a panic. And these are, but these are the people who are actually highly, highly at risk. So Mm -hmm. We put new policies on play, in place to get into the hospital. Everyone had to have their temperature taken and be assessed for symptoms. And it was just a really crazy week, but it really made me appreciate how awesome all of our medical professionals are out there. Because while we're all at home and complaining about being bored, they are working their butts off and trying to save lives and giving up their own lives um, for the greater good. And it's really inspiring. And, um, and honestly, I can't complain because I still have my job. I know I have friends who have lost work. I have a friend out here in LA who's an actress. And so on the side, she was a waitress and a Lyft driver and, would do and was an acting teacher and all of that overnight went away. And I can't imagine being in that situation. So I'm just really glad that I have a job and I'm still working. And um, yeah, these are scary times. Yeah. It's good. You got out of reality TV when you did. Oh, absolutely. Everybody's unemployed. Oh, absolutely. It's, the entertainment industry is a wasteland at this yeah. point. So many people getting yeah. laid off. And it's really scary because we don't know how long this is going to go on. So yeah, it's just, this is a crazy, crazy time. Um, anyway, should we pivot? Let's pivot. Let's pivot. Let's get happy. Let's get happy. So my first disclaimer right now, I don't know if you're hearing that the dog has picked up a toy that has a plastic bottle bottle in the middle of it. So I'm hearing a pitter patter. I'm hearing a pitter patter. Crinkle crinkle. I'm hearing a crinkle. I'm just glad it's not my dog making noise for once. Zero's way in a corner, chewing on a, a bully stick, not completely ignoring me. So Hallmark doing their. I, I feel like so that when we first started really going into to self isolation, it was like I can't believe it was just like an ice uh, uh, a wasteland in Hallmark at that point. They they're like had stopped all their premieres. Of all the times for Hallmark to go dark, it was bad. It was bad because it was just. I mean, they had been rerunning old movies, or they had been you know buying old movies and premiering them as new. Like this was the darkest Hallmark period we've had in a while. <laughs> And so for all of us to be yeah. stuck at home while they were like working through that was a tragedy. Yeah. I actually felt really bad for them because how could they have known? And March know. seems like such the month to do it, to just dump all the stuff, yeah. give them time to regroup before all their seasonal 
stories kind of start rotating through month by month. It it was bad. I felt for them. I really did. Kudos to them for like pulling together this Christmas in March quarantine Christmas. Well, it's really funny because um, one of my favorite Instagram follows and Twitter follows Danny Pellegrino. He um, has a podcast about mainly about Bravo reality TV, but he also loves Hallmark movies. And he said earlier in the week, he said, it's only a matter of time until I put up my Christmas tree again to make myself feel better. And when he said that, I was like, that's brilliant. And then on Twitter, I saw some people calling for a Hallmark marathon and they really heard our cries and came through. I haven't been watching much Hallmark because this foster dog, <laughs> when he sees a dog on TV, he thinks it's a real dog in the house. So he starts barking. And He's growling. ready to fight. Yeah. He's ready to fight. And you know what? It, I've never really truly appreciated how many dogs were on Hallmark until this moment. <laughs> they're, they're, in not, they're either in every other scene or like in scenes where there's not dogs, they like put in the, the sound of a barking dog in the background. Man. So it's... It's like a minefield. That's rough. Minefield. You got to watch Hallmark with your headphones on. Yes, I wait till he falls asleep and then I put it on. <laughs> Sneaking at night to watch Hallmark. But what can you do? So I've made a list of things that have been giving me joy or things that have been giving getting me through. I'm dying to hear your uh, list. They're mostly not Hallmark related. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I know we were going to... Next weekend, we're planning on recording another... Uh, talking about old Hallmark movies with Rachel from Hallmarkies. Can't wait. We're so excited. So for now, so things that I've been watching. Okay. Should I just dive in? Yeah, just dive in. Things that I recommend. I mean, I've watched a lot of shit that didn't make this list. These are the things that I recommend. All right. I finally finally watched The Mandalorian. (gasps) Did you like it? I loved it. As someone, I'm not even a Star Wars fan, but man, I enjoyed it's just like the way that it's like gripping, but also funny yeah. at times. Yeah. Um, and baby Yoda will steal your heart every moment. He's on screen yeah. every moment. And uh, the Mandalorian's voice yes. is like the most soothing, yes. the most soothing in, in these times. So I wish I could just get that voice, like reading me bedtime stories, you know, like the calm, yeah, the, the calm, calm app. Com, so, yeah. I want Mandalorian narration, please. I'm so glad that you finally watched The Mandalorian. It, yeah. it, if ever a TV show was made for me and my family, it's The Mandalorian. Yeah. I grew up in a house where we watched westerns a lot. My dad loved westerns, so I do too. My mother loved fantasy and Star Wars and anything in space. That's her jam. So it was like my mom and my dad combined. Yeah. And I loved it from the second it started. I loved the score. I loved how it looked. Yeah, the score's great. When my mom came to town, I don't know if I've told this story on here, but it makes me laugh. She and I watched the full series when she was here for Christmas because the finale premiered right before or right after Christmas. And... um. We watched the finale. It was like early in the morning and I was exhausted. So I went to take a nap, came back after taking a nap. And this woman is sitting on the couch watching the finale again. I watched the finale twice too. It's so good. You have to see it again. And it's perfectly set up for season two. Like it was just a great, it was a near perfect season of television. Yeah. Like that, the I don't. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it, but that first scene, basically in the finale with the to- the two stormtroopers, oh, and it's so like whatever, Jason so Sudeikis, or whatever, and Adam Pally. It was, it was. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever it seen. So like, good. <laughs> it was so good. So good. So yes, Mandalorian gave me joy. Um, I, I I continued on my Disney Plus experience, and I watched a few episodes. This is just last night of the show called Encore. What's have you watched no. this? Oh my god! So it's it's like hosted by Kristen Bell, but she's barely in it. I think she's also an executive producer. But it's so they take uh, high school productions, like people who did a production in high school, and then they have them restage it as adults. So it's basically like 
Like the first episode is a uh, a high school production of Annie that was in like 1996 or something. So then they they bring back all of the main the people who played the main oh. characters as adults to like restage it. I don't know how to explain it. It is amazing because they the, it's first of all it's really well put together because they like dip into each person and there's some really great I mean it's like theater kids growing up so they're like interesting a lot of them are very interesting you see where they are in life now and then they're like kind of thrown back into these old high school relationships Um, and then stepping into these roles that were like meaningful to them at the time when they were 16 17 you know and then like having their families like they they all have like little kids now so like the little kids get to see their mom play Annie And it's a, that is so fun. It's a, a lot of like dreams that got away from people and like coming to terms with that. It's just like it is so joyous. Um the first episode is Annie and then the second one I think is uh Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and the in the in this in the second one there's a girl the one who was cast as Mrs. Potts. She's just like hilarious. Oh I don't gosh. know. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it's it's like I was like very anxious and I started watching it and then I was just smiling and just wanted it to keep going and going and going. So highly recommend Encore. Okay, Encore. It's on my list. Um, McMillions on HBO. Yes. Documentary about the Monopoly scandal. Uh, have you watched it? I have. And I, I'm just so surprised that I had no idea this existed until I saw McMillions. I had no idea that this was a scandal. I had no idea that the FBI was involved. I had no, no clue. I know. And we lived through the height of McDonald's Monopoly. I remember fully getting those game pieces. Pulling them off your fries and your drink. Of course. Uh, So basically, I mean, I'm sure people have already heard of it, but it's in the nineties, there was like a scandal where someone was rigging the McDonald's monopoly game and the FBI got involved. And there's like, it's basically following the investigation and then also meeting the people, like they're interviewing the people involved who are each one of them is crazier than the last. You're like, this seems like a Christopher guest. That's right. Right. That Christopher guest movie. Like it's insane. These people. And, and it's funny. I don't know. It's, it's only like six maybe six episodes i mean the the fbi agent alone okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah he he would if he was a character on a drama or like on tv you would just be like this is too much you know like this isn't realistic but no he's it's just where the where he wears like what does he wears like a gold (laughs) suit to meet (laughs) to first meet he's so full of himself i just i love it when he accidentally faxes the (laughs) FBI report to a newspaper. It's so good. It's so great. It's so great. It's so good. Highly recommend. Yeah. And then I'm just gonna cycle through. I'm sorry. So apologize. Please keep going. Well, the next three are all Netflix, and I know you watched them too because we were texting. Right. Which are uh, the Circle, which I don't know if you watched all of. No. The reality show The Circle. Um, Couldn't handle the reality show. Oh, see, I loved The Circle. I loved it. Uh, um, the reality show on Netflix, Love is Blind, Ooh, which was really painful for me, but you made it through. I, I, made, I it made it through, it through, but it was a struggle. Yeah, I knew, like, I really wanted Mel to watch, but I also knew I was kind of torturing her by asking her to watch because it was so many things she hates, like the instant yeah. love, the instant proposal, the instant yeah. marriage. Like, it was everything that gives you anxiety in one show but that but do you understand that's why I needed you to watch it to experience that oh I'm so glad I watched it I'm so glad I experienced it I hate reality shows about dating me too me too don't I just like it just they all feel very false and weird and like this I don't know this had so much crazy in it though that it's hard to look away from the crazy here's my thing I'm with you I hate reality dating shows but this one was so off the wall and bizarre that I was in because it was so outrageous like these people date for two weeks and don't see each other they're just sitting in separate rooms and they're professing their love and the only way you get out of the room like crying yes and the only way to get out of the rooms is to get engaged the only way you can see each other is if you get engaged I was just baffled and the one couple 
Cameron and Lauren who like legitimately oh. fall in love, it is yes. the craziest thing to watch because you can tell that they love each other. They actually did. But it's still so crazy because you're like, how did this happen? You just talked through a wall for two weeks and now you're in love and getting married and I'm rooting for you. This is so weird. I know. I know. I'm like, of course this is going to work out. Me too. And they try to kind of plant. So I'm sure everyone's heard of this freaking show at this point. It's all over the place. But there's blind dates in in like separate pods where you can't see each other. (laughs) And then you decide you are in love with someone, you propose to them, and if they accept, then you meet, and then you go to Mexico, and then you come back, and they all live in Atlanta. Yeah. So then you, and then you come back, and then you're just like immersed in their actual lives. So it's like they go meet the families, they go meet, they go see where their living spaces, which was like woof to see where some of them Ooh, were living. Barnett, come on, Barnett and Mark. With the hole in the wall and the and ugh, Mark all the brown sheets with his brown sheets. That was the one time I liked Jessica in this show was when she saw Mark's brown sheets and she said, "I have never seen so many browns together in one place," <laughs> and I died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then at the very end, the very last episode, which that last episode, the first like ten minutes of that last episode was like the greatest television I've ever seen in my entire life with Gigi. Yeah, with uh, what's what's her? She has a cool middle name. I can't remember any. Milady with Milady. Um, <laughs> so they have to. So they go. They have a wedding. They have their families at these weddings, which really is just a bunch of folding chairs in like a Vegas, like a conference room that's been decorated. Yeah, not great. Um, and there's no, and there's definitely some seat fillers in there too. And so they have this wedding and then at the altar they have to say i do or i don't (laughs) that's the only way for them Um, to break up like there's no breakup prior to the wedding you gotta make it down the aisle you gotta make it down the aisle and do it in front of everyone and then oh my god so yes so the majority of them say i don't and then whoever they're saying i don't to you're watching their reaction of getting rejected even though they must have seen it coming right and one girl just like runs (laughs) She's just like in full wedding dress. In full wedding dress. She falls over. (laughs) Her mom goes chasing after her. She falls down that hill. I'm sorry, Lord, but I laughed so hard because it is so, it is just, you couldn't have scripted it better. No, it was great. (laughs) I mean, it was terrible. It was terrible, but it's great. Um, It's just, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of, that show will definitely be a good distraction. Absolutely. Definitely. And like the one thing, and the one thing that bothered me with it, I mean, I know we're a little too immersed in reality TV, but like when they kept calling it the experiment, yeah. they're like, Oh, well they kept being like, I'm really learning that love is blind. I'm like, come on. Like, yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, we got to call it a reality show concept. That's what it is. Right. It's like a reality. Show and you also have to like, I mean, is love really blind because all of these people were like conventionally attractive, you know? So it, there were flaws for sure, even with the premise of the experience of the experiment, but it's still incredibly entertaining. Like I don't know one person who started watching it, who didn't finish, which says a lot Mm -hmm. about that show. Like even if you, feel weird about it or whatever once you are in and you are hooked on these couples you want to see what happens to them yeah that one couple which is milady also <laughs> when he proposed to her oh no when they first met and he put like a bow around his arm and was like or like on his, on his wrist and he was like my gift to you is me <sighs> like i'm giving you the gift of me i just can't with these people like who the who are they performing for? What is happening? Well, and that's the other thing about this show. I was like, okay, also at the core of this was a bunch of people who just wanted to be on TV, yeah. which is red flags left and right. So you yeah. got to take a, you've got to watch this with not a grain of salt, but like a handful of salt. A whole shaker yeah. of salt. A whole yeah. shaker of salt. I mean, kudos to this casting. The, whoever cast i mean they cast they basically went after people on inst that had instagram profiles yeah and like followings yeah 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 and uh recruited them and man they did a great job kudos they did 
this, this round, this, uh, this group of, of people was fascinating. Diamond and Carlton, like, come on. Um, and I know you didn't make it through the circle. So the circle is similar in that it's a social experiment where they have people living in separate apartments and they can't leave those apartments. So pretty similar to what's happening right now. <laughs> um, and they're basically text. It's like text and voice messages to the other participants. And then at the end of the day, there's like a, a vote, a ranking, like you rank, they rank the each other. They rank, they rank each humans. other. Yes. And the people who are on top get to have to kick someone out of the circle. Um, so it's gameplay more than dating. Yeah. But it's fascinating because one guy is like, and you can you can either play as yourself or you can right. play be a catfish. You can play as whatever you think is going to win. The right. Game. You can pretend to be somebody. You can put on like an entire person personality and persona other than yours. Yeah. Yes. And this one guy pretends to be his girlfriend and like, yeah, really far. Yeah. And like her friends, the other girl, like other girl, he's like in girl chat. Like he's in like the girls only chat room and they're like talking about their periods and he doesn't know what to say. Oh, so um and it's hilarious that's hilarious and then like this other contestant like they become best friends or whatever he's and he definitely has a crush on that girl that's not actually a girl and he's like dealing with those feelings but then also like friend zoning himself because he's it's like fascinating Mm -hmm. i don't i love i loved it i could not get enough and they're also really great with a cliffhanger they they have mastered cliffhangers every episode you're like well i gotta keep watching now (laughs) let me ask you this did you were you surprised by who won or did you kind of had a, have a feeling? I wasn't surprised, but I was like disappointed. Really? I wanted, oh, but you didn't finish it. Nope. So anyway, maybe at you know some point, won. at some point I will. I got nothing. Yeah. And like once somebody votes someone out, those, that person who gets voted out can go visit anyone. And so they have that moment where they meet and they either find out that that person was a catfish or they like have to explain why they, I don't know. It's great. Why they voted them out. Oh my God. And this one guy like votes out this girl and then she's like, I want to meet him. And then she goes and like makes out with him. (laughs) I love it. I love it. The circle gave me life. The last thing show wise i want to talk about because i know you this is on your list too is cheer uh, on netflix i've watched it a couple times cheer is amazing yeah. yes so cheer is following a competitive cheer team in or they're like a yeah they're a competitive cheer team but they're like from a college yeah. they're a college university a university cheer team in texas that is like very well known for being very good mm-hmm. and it's insane watching them practice but it's also you get to know the people on the team and they're, I mean, I can't believe anyone has not, if anyone has not seen this yet, they should absolutely make this priority to watch. Even if cheerleading is just not your yeah. thing, it's like. Fascinating. It doesn't matter. You have to watch it. These kids, these characters are amazing. Their backstories, some of the saddest backstories you've ever heard in your life. And then seeing them like battle through and show up and, kick ass it is it is so amazing i just loved every second of it i i could not get enough yeah and when they get to the final when they get to the (gasps) big competition oh i was like my blood pressure was off the fucking charts i I was was on the edge of my seat great tv great tv uh cheer yes cheer on netflix even if you hate cheerleading watch it anyway it's it'll be worth it's it. so good oh my gosh these kids they're they are like all in my heart like i think about these kids often like i yes. actually know them. i follow them all on instagram me too. me too i'm like get your money get that sponsorship morgan i see yep. you ladarius yep. get on, jerry yep. get on cameo you guys gotta get on cameo should i move on to movies and books Absolutely. or we keep okay. going okay. well actually i have a show to add if i may yep. Um, oh, add as many as so I just watched a show called The Stranger on Netflix. I've watched that trailer like three times and I'm like, no, I can't do this because she's like destroying people's lives, right? She's like, here's a secret about you. Is that the same show? Oh boy, yeah. 
It is great. It's definitely not upbeat like these shows we've been talking about, but if you want like a darker British crime thriller, it's so good. And talk about cliffhangers. Every episode kind of ends on a little cliffhanger that keeps you watching. I watched it in two days. It is eight episodes. It's so good. The The premise is a woman walks up to a man getting a drink at a bar and says, and tells him a secret about his wife that changes the course of his life and the lives of everyone around him. And you learn more about him. You learn more about um, his family, but you also learn more about this woman who divulged the secret and what her reasoning was for doing it. It's so good guys. So if you want so a little every, crime in your life, get involved. So is every episode a different like standalone, like a different secret no. to a different person or is no. it the same family? No. Yeah. I mean, there are other characters who are presented with secrets throughout but the main story is about this man and his wife and the secret that was told to him about the wife. And all in all of these secrets and all of these people in the show are connected somehow. Um, hmm. Like the detective who's on the case to try and find one person is also the detective on a couple other cases that pop up throughout the show and then something happens to a friend of hers and you know it's just a a web where everyone is connected all right you've convinced me it's good it's really good um movies (laughs) i saw that the movie theaters i mean you know how they're doing this thing where they're releasing movies early streaming yep which is very exciting i keep like refreshing every day i'm like what else is coming what else is coming um, so far, it's only been a handful, but before things got real bad, I went to see Emma in theaters, mm-hmm. actually, like the weekend it came out, and I really liked Emma. I know, I know that's a very specific crowd, <laughs> but... Um, I feel like there's some overlap with our audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it just made me appreciate how spot on the cl- Clueless is, like, because Clueless is basically based on Emma, yeah. and... It's a joy. It's a joy to watch. If you liked Little Women, you'll like <laughs> Emma. <laughs> um, and I also like Birds of Prey, which I think is getting really early. I need. I did not. I, I missed it in theater, so I'll have to watch it. I, mean, I hate DC Universe movies. Like I didn't even like Wonder Woman. I didn't care. Like I was just bored. <laughs> um, but I like this one. And well. again, I know. I I just. I just didn't care. I don't know. I have a hard time with action movies yeah. in general, but this one, Birds of Prey, I enjoyed. I know again, that's not for everyone. I, and I never saw Suicide Squad. I plan on probably never seeing Suicide Squad. I don't Squad. think we need to but, put ourselves through that. Yeah, but it but, was fun. I mean, it's not something for the kids, but for the adults. But speaking of um, Suicide Squad, can we talk for a minute about how Jared Leto missed that we were in the midst of a pandemic because he was on a 12 day silent retreat and he emerged from it and was like, uh, what happened? It's that is my favorite celebrity pandemic story ever. I wonder how he's uh, faring. He, did he just go right back into isolation? Exactly. He, he did his 12 day meditation in the desert, drove mm-hmm. to his home and he's going to be on another meditation retreat, whether he wants it or not. Well, good for him. Good for him, it's right. <laughs> uh, that's that's all I got for movies. Do you have anything to add? I don't have anything to add for movies, sadly. I've been more on the TV train. Well, I know last time we recorded, you told me about Cozy Mysteries. Yes, that's right. I, I say I read, I listened to on Audible, uh, a, a book called Still Life by Louise Penny, I think it's called. Yeah, she's the... Um, like Inspector Grenache. Yeah, Grenache. It's very yeah. yeah. Which my family's from northern Maine, which you know, we like to dip a toe in Quebec. So it <laughs> it felt like home and I really enjoyed it. And then another one that I listened to slash read but listened to that I really recommend if you are wanting to prolong your Hallmark experiences is the Magnolia Sisters, uh, which isn't a mystery. It's like a romance. Um, it's by Elise Murray. I think is how you say her yes. name. Yes. Christmas in Louisiana, yes. right? She wrote that. She was the writer. 
She's awesome. She's a great um, Twitter follow. So I think yeah. her handle is writer release. Um, mm-hmm. She's great. And I totally, her book is um, on my list of things to read yeah. while I am stuck at home. So, yeah. So the Magnolia sisters, I downloaded it on audible thinking as like, oh, I'll just listen to this while I clean or whatever, you know, it'll, I'll just have it on. And it like, I listened to it nonstop for the whole weekend. Oh, I love that. It. So it's, it's like it's like a Hallmark movie that just lasts longer. <laughs> I love that. You know, it's great. It's great. So I, I recommend the Magnolia Sisters. Um, and that's the end of my prolonged list of things. <laughs> that was I was a lot of talking. And I would love to hear what you have to add, Dory. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to dominate. It's okay. Um what do I have to add? So I have a game I have been playing on my phone called Wordscapes. And it is like mini crossword puzzles. And I'm addicted. And from the same company as Wordscapes, they, they have a sister game called Uncrossed. I love them. If you love word games and um, crossword puzzles and things like that, it's really fun. I, I downloaded it to get off social media as much because yeah. I was going crazy. And I have found myself grabbing my phone more to play Wordscapes and Uncrossed than to get on Twitter, which I think is has been good for my mental health. So I'd like to recommend those games if you're into it. Um, I am listening on audio to a book by Glennon Doyle, the author, called Untamed. And I'm really enjoying that book. It's all about, it's kind of, as all of her writing is, it's essays. It's kind of a memoir about the past few years of her life um, and kind of what she's learned. And what I love about it And what I love about her is that I kind of um, have a love-hate relationship with, like, self-help, self-improvement books. But what I like about her is that she just kind of presents a story and a lesson she learned, and you take from it what you will. And I really like that because I think at the end of the day, no one knows themselves better than that person. And so a lot of self-help is, like... I don't know. It just makes me feel bad about myself. And this is more like yeah. I'm kind of mining information that's relevant to me and just enjoying the rest and not really feeling the need to like apply it to my life and make all these changes. So I've been really liking yeah. Untamed. As far as podcasts go, because I am a podcast junkie, I'm really loving, let me pull up my podcast. So if you are a royal fan please listen to Royally Obsessed. It's great. The hosts, Lisa and Caitlin, are so freaking fun and funny. I love them. Um, The royals in my life have been a great distraction, but it's been sad recently with the Meghan and Harry of it all. Um, But the podcast is still really upbeat and talks about what's going on with the Queen what Kate Middleton is wearing, all the things. So that's really fun. I also like um, the Absolutely Not podcast with Heather McMahon. She is a comedian on Instagram and I adore her. She makes me laugh so hard. Follow her on Instagram if you haven't. Um, She makes me laugh every single day and her podcast is great too. I also love, there's a new podcast that is Kate Hudson and her brother Oliver called Sibling Revelry. Have you heard of this? No, but I love Oliver Hudson. So this this is a great podcast. They have, so Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson are brother and sister, Goldie Hawn's kids. And they have a new set of siblings on their show every week. And it is so good to hear about how these different siblings grew up. Like Chelsea Handler's on there with her sister. Um, The most recent episode was Willie Geist, who I love from NBC. He was on his sister, Libby Geist, who's a movie producer, a documentary producer. It's great. And they are great hosts. And a lot of the episodes make me cry. You really dive into these 
relationships with these siblings and it's so good. There's an episode with Lisa Ling and her sister Laura that is so good and made me cry so hard. So please check out those podcasts. Those all sound great. I know one you recommended to me a while ago that I've started listening to, like I, I Jones, I, every time, every week, I just cannot wait for it to come out is Keep It. Yes, which, Keep It. Which is just like a pop culture podcast, I would say. Yeah. Right. It's a pop culture it's podcast just... and mm-hmm. Keep It is so funny. The hosts have such amazing chemistry. They are so funny. Their one-liners just kill me. And I also just love their perspective on everything. Yeah. I value their perspective on everything. Ah, so that's our Corona survival guide, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would add to the survival necessities is like maybe some wine, maybe some cookies, yeah. a pet yeah. if you don't have a pet, some ice cream, yes. some pizza. Yeah, if you can foster, I mean, I'm sure a lot of these shelters are looking for people and rescues are looking for people to foster right now. That's right. Because people aren't really adopting right now. You know, it's too much craziness going on. I know. Everything feels, nothing feels secure right now. So I think it's, I don't know. And it's putting a hold on a lot of things. And also, while everyone is at home and has more time on their hands, please fill out your census. Um, (laughs) I have been talking to everyone I know, please fill out your census. I think that now more than ever, we see the results of our systems and our institutions being overwhelmed because they don't have capacity. And part of the reason for situations like that is there's not an accurate count of humans inhabiting this country, and we need to know. So not to get on my soapbox, but it takes five minutes. Please fill out your census. And they come in the mail, right? They come in the mail. You can do it online, but be counted so that everyone has the help and care and assistance that they might need. Because right now we're seeing what happens when there isn't enough to go around. And it's really, I think it's really hard for all of us to watch. So fill out your census, please. <laughs> you know when they're due? Or like the deadline? Um, I'm not sure what the deadline is. I think we have a couple months. Okay. So all right, do it. It hadn't even hadn't even crossed my mind. So thank you for putting the thought in my check head. your mail, do your census takes no time at all. I'm literally like, if it wasn't for Corona, I'd be stopping people on the street. Like, yeah. what's up? Did you fill out your census? Like, get into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy. It kills five, 10 minutes. Like, come on, we're trying to yeah. fill our days with everything. Do something for the greater good so that we can all yeah. take care of each other. Pause that Instagram exercise class or whatever. That's right. That Debbie Allen dance class. That's right. right. Get out Get out of um, whatever. Obey Live. Have you seen those? Obey Fitness oh, videos. That? Everyone I follow on Instagram is doing Obey Fitness videos. I haven't really seen... I mean, I've been trying to look less and less at social media because it sends me in a spiral. But I haven't really seen how our Hallmark ladies... And men are faring on Instagram. Have they been posting things? Like I haven't seen CCB, like Car Chronicles, or I mean, she's definitely not doing her Kira workouts. Unless maybe she's doing them at home. That's a really great point. I don't think I've seen much by way of Hallmark stars. Mm-hmm. There is the the star of Virgin River. What is her? gotta find her on my instagram we need a season two like stat i know i i would be forever grateful yeah hopefully they have it in the can somewhere because otherwise we're in for a long wait yeah well i think they shot season i think i heard that they had shot seasons one and two together so they might be editing them i don't care i want it now (laughs) give it to me now um alexandra breckenridge she is the um she plays mel on virgin river and she's been a great instagram follow she it's very it is your basic like she's a mom and it is her everyday kind of situations what she's cooking what her kids are doing but there's something very soothing about her voice and her manner that i really like um so she's been posting every day which i'm a fan of (sighs) ah All right. Well, should we wrap it up? And uh, next, so next week, and we hope to record with Rachel from Hallmarkies talking mm-hmm. about old school Hallmark, Hallmark, Hallmark drama. 
Hallmark through the ages, what to look out for. My <laughs> father, through the ages. Yeah, my father recently signed up for Hallmark now, even though he has all three Hallmark channels. And I was dipping a toe in it today. Uh, and man, there's some things in there that I've never heard of and like have b- bananas names. I don't know what corner of Hallmark they dug them out of, but I'm going to watch a few of them. What are yeah. some of their names? Oh, I wish I had. It was, it's like me, my mother and murder, you know, <laughs> it's like. There's things that look like thrillers, maybe, <laughs> which I don't, I don't know. I'm going to dip a toe. I'll, what I'll... about, have you watched any of the Amish ones? Because there seem to be a lot of Amish movies. I and saw... that seems right in your wheelhouse, like yeah. right dead center. There's one, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. I think it was last time I was in Montana and they, and I saw one that was, it was like, a, it was a murder mystery and it had, um, I think his name is Sean Ferris. It's like, the, it's the guy from um, Christmas with Holly uh-huh. and, and the, the veteran one, the veterans Christmas, is that what it was called? With the dog. Anyway, where he's an Amish guy and his, I think his father or his stepfather gets murdered and his neighbor, their neighbor's is a family who aren't Amish and the beautiful woman is also like some sort of army medic. I don't remember. Anyway, she, she gets involved to help him solve this murder. And then they like start falling in love and, but it's like forbidden. And he has like a stash of like old man in the sea, you know, like books in his barn that are forbidden. And it's just like, I love, I love a forbidden Amish love story. (laughs) I so. wish you could all see Mel's face right now because oh, I mentioned Amish and her face lit up. I love it. I love yeah. it. It's like untapped, I guess, dating <laughs> scene. <laughs> oh, Jeez. I mean, I listen, know. everything's an untapped dating scene <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. My, I was talking to my father today. He's like, after this, we're going to see a lot of babies being born and we're going to see a lot of divorces being filed. <laughs> right. Be safe out there. You guys don't Hang be on. careful. Be Long careful. The, de- the decisions you make today have ramifications. So be yeah. careful out there. I don't have anything else to add. I mean, miss y'all. Hope you're all doing good. Hanging on. I hope that we um, had some good recommendations that you can enjoy. So thanks for listening. And thanks for being with us through this crazy time. And we'll be back next week with Rachel from Hallmarkies. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Really bad.